Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey. Troubled, sensitive, artistic. Judd Zolgad. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Offensively, they're very explosive. Got great receivers, runners, offensive line plays well. Obviously, Julio Jones is a is a tough matchup. And, uh, and then defensively, they're very solid, 10th in the league defense. Uh, good defensive line, corners are good, got a really good safety, um, linebackers are fast, so it'll be a good test for us this week. We know we've uh, we've yet to accomplish everything we want to accomplish, and we've got a lot of a lot of work out ahead of us, but uh, we're hungry for it, and uh, I think uh, I think everybody in this locker room is hungry. Yeah, superstar Mike Morris is always hungry too. I've had six uh, uh, whoppers already this morning, wow. and uh, this is a McDonald's show. You're talking. You're that's those are fighting words on a McDonald's show. I meant I meant Big Mac. Of course you did. Supersized it. <laughs> <laughs> sea salt, sea salt. Of course, I, I'm a big eater. I'm a little long in the tooth right now. I saw Judd pounding down some cookies over there. They were good. Yeah, it's a free cookie Friday here in the uh, in the oh. workplace for us. Yep. Wow. Coffee who, and who cookies. Bring, who brings those over? Star. Uh, I think it. Mike Weber brings those in from uh, from engineering over there. Yeah. Very kind of him. Uh, Star, I was telling Judd this earlier today in the 9 o'clock. So that Rams game was a really good test for the Vikings because the Rams were just absurdly hot. They were the best offensive team. They were like 40 points per game on the road. And then they ran into the brick wall, which is U.S. Bank Stadium and the Vikings. I think the Rams are a better overall team than the Falcons have been this year. But to go on the road... Against the MVP from last year, this is going to be a nice little little test for if you have to go on the road against Philadelphia or somebody, uh, kind of a not not a prove it game in terms of playoffs because you're pretty much in. You have nine wins right now, but this is this might be their biggest test of the year to this point. I think so. I think on the road, this is certainly going to be a, a, a test when you go down there. And I mean, we heard Coach Zimmer talking about it in that soundbite. Uh, Julio Jones is not a bad player. No, he's a. Uh, He's pretty good. He's, at a decent football. he's quite good player. at American football. Yes, he, yeah. is, he is. I mean, I think he's American professional football about in particular. We'll see. Uh, we'll just see. Uh, I'm quite sure that Xavier Rhodes will be following him everywhere on the football field, and we'll see how much of a shutdown corner he is. But he has done a great job against anybody that he's played against. I think Marvin Jones probably gave him the worst time with Detroit, but uh, but we will see this time because. Julio, uh, he packs the whole thing. I mean, he's enormous. He's strong. He's incredibly fast. He makes circus catches. A pretty good guy to throw the ball to him as well. He had like 230 yards or something last week. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is ridiculous. 
Although, I think he's the best in the game. The last time, so they, they played um, the Falcons a couple years ago, and I think Rhodes shadowed him in that game and was held to five catches or so. So he did slow him down in, in that game. Star, do you agree with me that my contention is this? Three-game trip. You, you won game one, which was played four days after a very tough game. I think if you split these next two, you're incredibly pleased. I think oh, if you man. either win Sunday and lose to Carolina or reverse that, that if you go into those last three games two and one on this trip, you're very happy. Oh man, no, no question about it. You split either one of these next two, you'd be awfully happy about that. I, I mean, I, I can't. You couldn't have said any better. But you know, you play to win them all. Obviously, you'd like well, to right, be able to, but... to, to, you know, run the run the table. But that's highly unlikely in the NFL. But I mean, if we could we could get past one of those two teams, you're right. I mean, you'd be coming coming back home and uh, looking at a pretty good. Pretty easy. I'm, I the word easy is ne- never really supposed to be used in the NFL. Cincinnati, what do you have? Cincinnati still left. Then Green Bay, Chicago. Yes, last three. So it's possible the Packers jam Aaron Rodgers back into that game, and it makes it a little know. more interesting. And it, and it and it messes up your home field advantage quest. Or you throw him down again. Wow! Wow! Look or at you, you throw him down. Wow. Anthony Barr goes after goes for a second wow. helping of a Rod. <laughs> Let's put him down hard. Put him down early. Put him down hard. That's right. That's sugar high right there. By the way, Judd's been doing this entire segment with like cookie crumbs on his left bottom lip there. (laughs) Just spewing football takes with cookie crumbs. And now I want to hurt people. What's wrong with me? I see you, Star. I changed. Wow. Well, you know, I I just, uh, I've never seen this side of you before. I I had no idea that it was sugar induced. But I like him. But yeah, you're, you're kind of a, you're a hooligan. No, that's what I try. You would to be. you would want to see someone just drop Aaron Rodgers on that bad. Well, I'm saying collarbone again. If if McCarthy brings him back to try and show me who's boss, and I happen to break through and slam him to the turf again, not my fault. Yeah, I don't think that's a good. If you're the Packers, they should be tanking. They should be. Yeah. They should go five and eleven. Take advantage of a one time down season. Go get a star defensive tackle or something in the NFL draft, and yep. then bolster it for Rodgers in 2018. But hey, if they want to bring Aaron Rodgers back. And, Take you a know, chance. I don't know why you do that. I really don't. With not much more than what they've got looking at right now. I mean, it, does, if I'm does, him, it looks pretty bleak. If I'm him too, I'm not coming back to to try and make a desperation playoff run with that defense. Agree. It's not like the rest of the, the components the are there. They, they they didn't have this this year's team, uh, the Green Bay Packers, with Rodgers was not the same team. I don't believe. I really don't think they were the, the usual Green Bay Packers that are pretty dominant all the way across the board. Now, he can make everyone else look pretty good by just staying in the games and, and, and winging it down the field and doing whatever he has to do to spin his magic because the defense doesn't even have to come out on the field. They do those long, sustained drives, and then he ends up in the end zone. I mean, he controls the game. That's how good he is. He controls the entire game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but that so you never know. And once you get on a roll like we have, you start to believe in each other a lot. You believe in each other. You don't think there's anything you can do that can go wrong. You play sharper. You play. You practice differently. Everything. The intensity rises as as you increase your your streak of wins, and the buy-in becomes not just sort of sort of a uh, yeah I, I I buy in. It becomes the old this is this is gospel. You know we're we're going to play this because we know we can do it. And it, it. There's no doubt in anyone's mind. And you know what's fun about this Vikings team too. This is, I think, in a lot of other circumstances, this whole quarterback thing where you have a first-round franchise guy who's ready to come back and this career backup, and and it's kind of there should be tension, and there's just not. There's no tension. Yeah. Mike Mike Zimmer continues to go week to week with it, but Case Keenum loves Teddy. Teddy's fine. He's been out for two years. He's helping guys on the sidelines. 
It's the least controversial quarterback controversy in the history of the NFL. Everyone Agreed. loves each other. Agreed. I, I mean, it's it's been amazing the way Teddy has has sort of accepted whatever he's got to accept right, right now at this point. Otherwise, he'd be in there by now. But the but Keenum is playing well. And Keenum has managed to say the right things as as, as well as Teddy about each other and about the, what the, the so-called quarterback conflict. They don't handle it as a quarterback conflict. They just... They handle it as, as as football teammates that are pulling for one another, that know that everything's on the line, and every, if everyone does their job and does it right, uh, you might have a, a good chance at a run with a defense like this. As, but, you know, I, I just really believe sorry. that. I, I really think that it's because of those two that this thing is working well. Mike, as tough as this team would, would be um, if, it, if it had uh, home field throughout the playoffs— do we need to be thinking about this a little bit differently? Because I think the context that we we have these uh, conversations about being home uh, rests partially on 98 and 09. And both those teams were largely built on offense. And now there's no question that if you're built on offense, being at, at home is huge. Do we need to think of this a little bit more of if this team goes to Philly to play, while it would be extremely difficult and it would be it would be more difficult than facing them here in the championship game, you also have a team that's built on defense and a team that can travel. So are we are we gearing this as we talk about it and and considering it, are we gearing it a little too much towards the previous experience, which is you've got to be home because previously that that was so important? for the offense, where this is a team that starts defensively and your offense comes along and plays well, but your defense is the linchpin. I mean, that's the difference maker right there. I mean, to have a great defense is absolutely a totally different way of looking at things, home or away. it's That's a big game changer right there. To roll into anyone's ballpark with a team that uh, puts heat on, on a quarterback, I, and I mean a ferocious a pass rush uh, and a blitz package whenever Zimmer wants to pull the trigger on that. You got some good cover people, still vulnerable in the back end, but but good, good cover people for the most part. I three I think that are pretty pretty solid. You know, I I just you can't say enough about Rhodes right now. I don't know if he's a lockdown like people would like to like to say he is, but he's awfully good. He's you don't really, think the roads are closed? Nope. I think maybe there's <clears> like <throat> a lane open. There there's some day some like the games, shoulder is kind of they're yeah. ushering cars to the shoulder a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes there's a fork in that road too, where he decides to play good or he decides to play bad and the flags come out and he's he's got penalties left and right. But he's a pretty good player though. He's a huge corner and he comes up and hits and supports the run. Uh and speaking of that, Harrison Smith, uh, there's another one, Zendejo, another guy that's sort of a ball hawk now, and he'll come up and hit you. Trey Waynes, I think, is the is the liability out there still. I did, and, I feel that way. And even he, like it, as far as like other Vikings cornerback liabilities in years past, the Josh Robinsons, you can get by with Trey Wayne. Trey Waynes isn't getting carved up by any means, but he he is the weak link. But at least he can tackle and. You know, if if you, if you just wanted to go at someone, you'd go at Trey Wins. But he hasn't been the embarrassment that we've seen some Asher Allens oh, and some Josh Marcus Robinson. You didn't think Josh Robinson yeah, was great? We've seen some real weak links in recent Vikings oh, history. So man. even the weak link at least isn't a total disaster. Yeah. I mean, Trey Wins can run with anyone all day, all day long. It's just that he wants to put his hands on them and mug them and yeah. like play with their hair and whatever else he does. Be, I want to pet you and yeah, call like, you. And... God, I mean, how about you make a? <laughs> how about you just put your hands on the ball and forget the guy, 
You're with him. You're stride for stride. What are just you doing? I hug you and touch yeah. you. Yeah. Get get over it's it. It's a bad, bad idea in this day and age. You don't it have actually to, is. You can get in a lot of trouble for <laughs> that. Know, you know what? I probably shouldn't you have said anything. Just look at Hollywood. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, that's uh, Wayne's. I, he's got a, If he ever gets to where Zimmer wants him and what he really was capable of coming out of Michigan State, we're going to have a pair of corners like no other. They're going to be an awfully good tandem. Yeah, but and he's that, not there yet. And yeah, I think Mackenzie Alexander has gone from un, one. unplayable to coming along a little bit here. And I'll take him all day ahead of captain. I will. I'll take him in that dime. Uh, wow, that nickel package any day. Yeah, yeah I, can't I really disagree. will. I mean, Munderland was. I, you knew what you had in Captain Munderland, but age and guy. salary and all mm-hmm. those things that go into it. I'm, I'm probably with you on that. Yeah, but the, but the answer, I guess, to to summarize, the, with a great defense, you can feel better about a lot of different things. Yep. that you may not be able to bring to the table. And you can the shut a stadium side. up, too, you with can, great defense. You can, you quiet them right down. And that's a that's an echo you'll hear in that ballpark. I mean, if they, if, if that happens. Yeah. I've played against some teams like that. Yeah, look at Tiger Woods right now. He just, just one off the lead. That was a little bit short on that one, but up and down for par. Judd just wants to steal all of my childhood nostalgia just, away, saying Tiger's going to have his spine fall out of his body again. Have you seen the way he's swinging at the ball off the tee? Super smooth. Super smooth. Yeah. All, Except for all, like the missing vertebrae that they had to pull out of his back and his fourth back surgery, it, it's all good. You know, other than his spine slips right out there, Mikey. He's swinging so hard at the ball. Yeah, again. I know. What are you doing? You don't have to swing that hard at a golf ball. Old habits. Just be good to yourself for once. I mean, that's what caused. I all just that want back you stuff. to be there tra- for Phil when it all falls apart. I I'll think he gets in there and he pieces. thinks, you know, it's, it, he forgets about all logic. Right? I need to outdrive all of my contemporaries I here. A, I think it's that big of an ego thing. That he just has to grip it and rip it like John Daly. Tiger, you got a game. You got an iron game. You got a putter like no other. Play old man golf. Keep, Play old man golf. Keep your back intact. <laughs> he should have one of those little rollers, too. Like yeah, old man rollers. Old man golf? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tiger, play old man golf. Wear okay? a Tom Kite little bucket hat when you're out there and some Wait, bifocals. Have, have the putter that you can dig it out of the cup. Yep. And then <laughs> yourself as you have to bend over. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, he's the superstar Mike Morris. And this is Game Show Friday. Let's go. How many callers, Dave? What do you think? Two callers? All right. Uh, let's go callers uh, 9 and 10. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Mackie, Judd, and Superstar. You gotta be in the know to know, you know? You gotta be in the know to know, you know? That's why you're listening to Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Game Show Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd. Let's bring in your hosts, Phil Mackie and Judd Zolget, joined by the superstar, Mike Morris. Hey, superstar. 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 You know, I, I always worry about these kind of games. Where we don't tell you what it is during the commercial break yeah. and we and then I, snicker at the questions and you don't know why we're snickering. You know, but I do. But I kind of do. Yeah, I think it do. has a lot to do with the guy behind the glass. Oh, yeah. Over here. Yeah. Did you guys ever think that it might be a bigger studio and more of an open air studio where you could breathe a little better without this glass? You know, I've always said that, actually. What are you yeah, trying I'm to say? all about workspace expanding. Yeah. yeah. Put me into management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Promote me? Is that what you're saying, Morris? No, I wasn't. I wasn't saying that at all. I was gonna. I was gonna suggest maybe using your body as a way of 
taking this glass out. Mm, interesting. Well, you could you could do the initial break with with Dave's head, yeah, yeah. and then use the rest started. of his body to clear Incredible out the remaining fragments of glass. <laughs> Just get it started. Uh, I got a feeling this might get ugly. Incredible uh, Hulk like. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You wouldn't like Mike when he's mad. Hulk smash. I don't oh, like yeah. him when he's not mad. Wow. Of course, hope your wife didn't hear that. Hope your wife didn't hear that. Pretty consistent with anybody, though. You're gonna get a lecture tonight about how you treat people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll give her a ring. Yeah, direct dial. Uh, this is wildly uncomfortable. So I'm going to get to the prizes. It's Game Show Friday. We've got John, we've got Tim, and we've got Mike. Mike from Savage, the superstar, as one of our contestants. Uh, we I have a, a flight tour card if you want to go to different breweries around the Twin Cities and extended metro area and Ooh. drink beer. We have that opportunity for you. Ooh, we'll have that. Uh, the first major, a book by John Feinstein. We have a Blu-ray combo pack of The Hitman's Bodyguard starring Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Very good movie. I saw that a couple months ago. I've seen that. And a combo pack of Logan Lucky, Blu-ray combo pack starring uh, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, That's and Katie Holmes. Too. That's good. All right. Good movie. I haven't seen that one yet, but... Uh, those are the prizes, and we might also have some leftover stuff from last week in there. Who knows? There's there's all kinds of stuff. So, Dave Harrigan, what game will John, Tim, and the Superstar be playing today? John, Tim, and the Superstar get ready for a very exciting edition of How Well Do You Know the Worst Moment of Mike Morris's Football Career? <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, should be able to. Get most of these? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, depends, depends on what career. Like, second one, it'd be him. It, it's coming in here and working with him. I said football career. Uh, you said you did. My bad. <laughs> My John, bad. John, are you with us? I am. And Tim, are you with us? I'm here. So this is pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mike, are you with us? I am. I want to ask these two guys a question, though. <laughs> Have either of you ever had your ass cooled with a folding chair or not? Just by you. Okay, good. Well, I really okay. Well, I've, I've gotten a few people. You're one of them. You did a you did a better snap to Gary Anderson. We'd be in the damn Super Bowl. Oh jeez. Oh, it started already. Here, Here we go. Did you put him up to that? Here we go. It's already begun. Did you put him up to that? No, I just have a feeling they knew exactly what I was referring to with the worst moment of his career. So wow. we have five questions oh, regarding I the made that worst mistakes. Oh well. We have five questions regarding the worst moment of the superstar Mike Morris's football career, the 1998 NFC Championship game, in honor of the Vikings and the Falcons playing this Sunday once again. And uh, we'll keep tally and see if you guys can outsmart the superstar. Starting with this question. What was the betting line at kickoff of the 98 Championship game? Was it Vikes by four, Vikes by seven, Vikes by eight and a half, or Vikes by 11, John? Um, I think it was Vikes 4. Tim? Uh, Vikes by 11. And Superstar, how much were you favored by before you totally blew it? I, I want to <laughs> say I want to say it was <laughs> so by 7, I think. 7? I think by 7. It was uh, it was 11. So Tim gets the point. 11 <laughs> double digit favorites at home. Unbelievable. Wow. Can you believe that? That's a that's a lot. I was th- I was there. Just like Morris, of course, I, I was in the stands watching the meltdown. I couldn't believe it. You almost it. caught the snap then. <laughs> that's, good. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was, that was well written. Kid Morris. That was well written. You know, if Can you, you want to beat them? these two up, I got no problem with it. It's going to have to happen. It's, it won't take long, though. You and I can do a lot of shows still. Oh, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of shows. Yeah, no question. Can you imagine, though, 11 points to a 14-2 and two regular season team? Atlanta was 14-2. Yeah, should have been eight-point favorites, I guess. <laughs> Probably so. 
You want, you want question two? Let's go question number two. Tim has a one nothing lead. All right, gentlemen. What is the largest lead the Vikings held over the Falcons in that 98 NFC Championship game? Was it 7 points, 10 points, 13 points, or 17 points? Who should we start with? Tim? 17 points. John? I think you said 14, didn't you? I was 13. Thir- I'll take 13. Okay. Michael? 17. 17 points. It's good that you've been blocking out the correct. The correct answer was nearly two touchdowns, thirteen points. John is on the board. You know what? I thought it was twenty to twenty to three. I think twenty to seven. Right? But then they but then they got a uh, a touchdown late in the in the second quarter. To win at half, I that, thought it was twenty ten. That's Maybe when twenty to seven because Falcons scored a touchdown on their first possession of the game. And then they uh, then they cut it to twenty to fourteen at halftime or something. Yeah, Chuck Smith, something like that, or twenty to ten or whatever. That's what it was. All year long. Yep, Stucy hadn't given up a sack. Something like that. Um, Till then. Question number three here. Uh, The game is. How well do you know the worst moment of the superstar Mike Morris's football These career? Are, both of those are pretty bad. So already. far, stars really blocked bad. it all out. Just so you know, I did not <laughs> the only time write through a block ever. I did not write the next question. Dave Harrigan so, Esquire wrote the next question. Okay, Esquire. let's just keep that in mind. Might be keep former human. Dave is now ducking beneath the table. <laughs> Dave Harrigan, former human being, <laughs> He's gone. Here's question number three: How many kicks, both oh extra my. points and field goals, did Gary Anderson convert successfully? In the 1998 season, before missing a fourth quarter field goal due to the high snap from his long snapper. <laughs> oh my. John, was it 93 kicks, 99 kicks, 104 kicks, or 108 kicks? Uh, 99. Uh, Tim, 93, 99, 104, 108. Oh, 99. Star? They're close. I'll just go with 93 just to be. Just to be uh, in the ballpark, I guess. No, we're neither one. Wow. Uh, the other guys were correct. It was 99. That would have been the 100th. Is Jeez. that true? That would have been the 100th consecutive made kick from point after touchdown or field goal that season. Wow. Boy, that is. He uh, was good. But it wasn't to be. He beat Mark Mosley's uh, single season record. Of just kicks, straight matter. up kicks? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, points. Points made in a regular season by a kicker. Straight ahead yeah. guy, right? Yep. Mostly was. Not a soccer <clears throat> Washington Redskins. Right. Uh, so the game right now is John 2, Tim 2, and Superstar still searching for his first point in this game. Another bad moment for me. Just the way I'm playing right now. Yeah, this is... Uh, we prepared? Next question. What do you guys bench four. anyway? You guys bench anything good? <laughs> I think John benches quite a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! All right. Here's our next question, well, gentlemen. I, start, I started... Morton Anderson's game-winning field goal in overtime came from the same distance as Gary Anderson's fourth-quarter miss. What was the distance? 31 yards, 33 yards, 36 yards, or 38 yards? Tim? Well, I still have seizures and flashbacks in that game thanks to the superstar, and I'll say 36. Okay. John? Um... Can you give me the options again? Sure. 31, 33, 36, 38. 36. Okay. Michael? They're wrong. 38 yards left hash. Superstar (laughs) is on the board. You knew you were going to have to face it eventually. Eventually. You knew that something, there's some little morsel of that game that remains. Yeah, 38 yards. Uh, Right over my head. 
right over right over my head and just went straight at the goalpost and then just started that little lazy draw. So it was left hash? Left hash. Uh, did the play call for a snap to the center? Like, or the right hash? Was that the, was there? None oh, that, I'm none sorry. Was, I, none of that was there. I'm going to turn my mic <laughs> off now. You might want to turn your mic off, too. That's all right. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just want, when you're killing people, I want you to remember I didn't do anything. Denny uh, started this whole thing, you know, because on NFL Films, he said, eh, snaps a little high. He was, he was, there, he was doing the play-by-play from the sideline. Hey, got our Hall of Fame kicker missed it. The snap was a little high. How about the defender that was like running in to block the kick from the was right side Eugene, of the was screen, that Eugene right? Eugene Robinson. Yeah, I think I feel like Gary Anderson thought the kick was going to get blocked from the right side and then put a little extra draw well, on it. Uh, here's the, here's the truth of the matter: is this the ball was down, and he still hasn't hadn't started coming to to kick it. So he's he waited w- for waited. a long time. So of course they're gonna they're gonna be coming in from the side. So he waited too long. Yeah, he froze. Yeah, well, I'm not did saying he, he not hear? Was he? Did he not hear the the snap count or something? No, because when he's ready, the holder looks through to me and, and, you sa- just snap and, sa- and says and does this little thing, and then I bring it on whenever I need to, and he just reacts to the ball when it's moved. How does everyone else know when you're going to snap it then? Like the guys who are five to your left, the other blockers. You, you have to key the football. That's all there. The peripheral vision inside. You have to key the ball. That's hmm. all there is to it too. I mean, there's no exact snap count. And that's it's for for a reason because you don't want people to tee off on you if you use the same snap counter. Anything else? Yeah, I've got a picture of that. Oh, bring that up here. Let's get to question five, and then we'll let's go to the photo here evidence here. This is pretty See what cool. you've done. Uh, true or false? The game is reliving the worst moment of superstar Mike Morris's football easily, career. Easily the worst. Uh, true or false? The Vikings outgained Atlanta over the game, uh, the course of the game, by seventy-one yards. The Vikings outgained Atlanta over the course of the game by seventy-one yards. Is that true or false, Tim? That's false. John? False. Superstar. I, I think it's false. You guys uh, you guys are all running the money. Actually, the Falcons outgained the Vikings That's, by 71. Wow. Yeah. Let's do one more tiebreaker here, just to, just to dig at the scars a little bit more here, the scabs. All right, that one right there. Let's see this here. There's this, there's, you can see the ball there, too. Here's the final question of the worst game of Mike Morris's life. Not because he played Easily. so poorly, but because he had to basically relive it today. <laughs> Following Matthew Hatchett's touchdown catch early in the fourth quarter, how many unanswered points did the Falcons score to win the game? Did they score six? Did they score ten? Did they score 13 or 17 unanswered points? John? Ten. Tim? Ten. Star? Mike? The options again were what? Six, ten, thirteen, seventeen. Unanswered points. I, 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 think about, I think they're right. I think, I think it's ten. All of you say ten, and all of you are incorrect. It's all sort of fo- foggy and hazy, and that's fine. It's a memory that we'd all like to be foggy and hazy. Thirteen unanswered 13. points. Thirteen. The Blame game it on the injuries. We'll end in a tie. Yeah. We'll put both take of them. Let's just take a knee. How about Robert Smith goes out of bounds? How about a lot of things happen? Like Robert Griffith uh, uh, dropped a. Uh, he did. Uh, an interception, interception in, in the, the end zone. zone. He did. Right. I remember it well. Yeah. Not good. Not yeah. good. Oh, damn it. I should have just brought it down a little bit. And you know what? Denny wouldn't have blamed you if you just hadn't played the belt game. I think there's a lot to that. Well, Denny couldn't stand you by the end. Yeah, he hated me. He blocked you from being the radio analyst. I know it. That was another That's a true story. I know it is. I wrote about it. I know it is. It's true. He couldn't stand you. 
hated my He guts. blamed you on purpose. I had to go in and apologize to him. I felt like I should apologize to him. I said, Coach, you know, on the radio, I'm just kind of like, you know, it's like all-star wrestling. I mean, I, I said you were fat, but I was just kidding. And? He said, that's okay. It, next question. No, I mean, he, just, he, just, he didn't care. He really didn't care. He, I was sitting in his office, and I told him that. I really did. I said, you know, it's, I didn't mean anything by it. You have an enormous belt. I just told people how long the belt was. The 56 belt, inches. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he was mad. I could tell I got him mad again. 56 inches and an extension. But, you know, that's neither yeah. here nor there. It was going to yeah. be you and Hacksaw Hamilton. <laughs> that, that ended up real well for both of you, Ooh, didn't my. it? Oh, my. Jeez. Uh, oh, so my. We're going uh, to clean up the mess here. The superstar Mike Morris is hanging out with us. Before we get to some questions from Dave, gentlemen, uh, I want to tell everyone about my experience last year with the Chris Lindahl team. That's Chris with a K, chrislindahl.com, that helped sell my condo downtown Minneapolis for top dollar. In fact, there's a reason why the Chris Lindahl team is the number one REMAX results team and one of the top teams in the country. They know marketing. I mean, you see Chris on every block on a billboard uh, with his arms outspread. Chris knows marketing. And I can tell you, when uh, when Chris Lindahl's team came over to uh, scout my condo, uh, they had, it wasn't just like, oh, here's some paperwork. They literally scouted the entire market, scouted the comps. They knew the property. They knew the building. They knew everything about it. And I got a binder of like a 40-page binder. Here is all the things that we're going to help you with and uh, all the things that need to be done here that we're going to hold your hand through the process to make sure we sell this thing for top dollar. Find out for yourself the experience that I had by calling the Chris Lindahl bat line, 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD or chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. Phil Mackey. He's a very excitable guy. Sometimes, you know, he gets off the reservation a little bit. Judd Zolgad. He's like 200 years old. He's like the most negative dude in the world. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us here. Uh, Dave Harrigan's got some questions. And Tiger Woods just eagled the ninth and now leads the Hero World Challenge. Just in case you guys are wondering. Yeah, he's eight under par. Uh, first tournament. Woke up out of bed. First tournament in 11 months. He's now leading thought. the Hero World Challenge at eight under par. I hadn't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Is that a major? The Hero? <laughs> yeah. It's close. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny, they play it in the Bahamas, and there's 18 total players. That's it's just it. like Tiger Woods invites a bunch of his really good golfer friends, and then it, and it counts for points and stuff. But, you know, I mean, the fact that he's... He's leading like Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. It's pretty impressive. Does it count that, for that really points? Is. I thought it was it an does. unofficial PGA event. Well, it counts for uh, for um, I don't think it counts for PGA points. It counts for world ranking. Oh, points. okay, sure, that would make sense. So he could he could win it or finish top five and then like not be ranked a thousandth in the world. I think one thousand one ninety nine is what the number is. Was that what going he is in this, year, this week? I think. So, I like, so like Bob, the head pro in uh, on Alaska, is ahead of Tiger Woods now. Stansberry's uh, beating him right now. Joe Stansberry, <laughs> yeah. our guy, is beating him. Man. All right, we haven't done one of these in a while. Three words, all right? Three words to describe the subject I'm going to give you. They can be words that go together as a phrase, or you can give me three different adjectives. But all I want is three words to describe the quarterback the Vikings will see this Sunday, Matt Ryan. 
Ooh. Mm -mm -mm. Fringe top 10. Fringe top 10 quarterback. I think he's probably, he's probably, for sure, last year he was a top 10 quarterback. For the eight years leading up to that, he was above average and pretty solid. And now he's kind of fallen back into where he was the first eight years, which is pretty good. It's I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. I don't think he's in that category. But, you know, with a bunch of weapons around him and Julio Jones, they kind of elevate him from fringe top 10 to to uh, playing better. I'll say fringe top 10 for Mara. Hmm. My next? Sure, go ahead. Um, I, I, I consider him a, a gamer. He comes to play. He comes to play. Comes to play. I mean, he 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 takes his football pretty seriously, and he's he's the kind of guy that'll dice you uh, if he can figure out who you are, what you are on film. He comes to play. He's a gamer. He makes a lot of big plays. Big big plays. Big big plays could be another See, one. See, there's another one. Yep, could be another. Use big twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there you have it. Does that mean you only know two words? <laughs> you don't have to take this. I mean, first the game, You're now right. this. You don't have to take this. <laughs> Who is that, Vincent Price? No. Uh, that's uh, Rick Spielman, yeah. Esquire. Don't you hear Rick? <laughs> uh, below, <laughs> below most expectations. He's had oh. the, He had the one great year, but I think when his career is done... There, I think the expectation was that as good as as last season was, that he was going to repeat that more often, and I don't think ultimately he will. So below most expectations. Two part question for question number two: Going to the Vikings, assuming they don't completely melt down, and it is indeed a team that will make the playoffs. I'm taking quarterback off the table because it's just one guy, and special teams are off the table. So just offensive and defensive position groups, boys. Mm -hmm. When the Vikings get to the playoffs, the group you trust the most to stay at the level they've played at this year and the group you trust the least to stay at the level they've played this year. Position groups, so yes. like linebackers and offensive line. Okay, star, let's star go first on this one. This is a good one. Um, of course, defensive a defensive line. I, I believe, of course, right. It was okay. It wasn't. A, it's not a great question. It's a good question. Go ahead. It was a good question. Uh, I, defensive line. I think will just have plenty of firepower throughout the entire thing. If someone goes down, you can always count on somebody just jumping in there and just picking up the slack and going again. Mm -hmm. They they have depth. Uh, the least to stay on with what what they're doing right now. I'm te I'm tempted to say offensive line because. <laughs> because of what can happen in the playoffs when you run into the, the big time defenses, but you know, I'm I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say linebackers. Do you least trust to play at the level they're playing right now? Okay, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on the defensive line. Yeah, I think that I think a, the Vikings defensive line. I want to change mine now. Oh, you, the other one. Yeah, running back. My bad. That you don't trust. I, I, you don't, don't like trust, him that You don't much. trust anyone. You don't trust you don't, the linebackers. Well, you don't trust the offensive like, line. I don't trust anyone. You, gotta, you don't like the backs that, that much. You said negative. that last time you were on with us. Yeah, yeah the backs. All right. Uh, I would say the one that I trust the most, I agree. I, the defensive line, it, it travels well. I mean, Linval Joseph, you, you've got versatility and that Brian Robinson on third downs can move to the inside. You've got you've got two ferocious pass rushers. Oh, man. Even Anthony Barr can sort of be a pseudo defensive lineman pass rusher too. So uh, just defensive front for me is the thing I trust the most. And 
I don't even remember if Dave uh, wanted us to go negative on this, but just for just to add to it, like started, I I would say the thing I trust the least in the playoffs is the quarterback group, but that's not part of the question. So I think part of the question, positive and negative. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, because you know Russell Wilson's going to be in the playoffs, maybe, and uh, but other than that, um, man, maybe like the. Maybe the secondary for getting too handsy or something and getting penalized on a big play. Yeah, that, that bunch is penalized quite a bit. It seems like it. None, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, with no quarterback and special teams, I'm going to say the group I trust the most since both you guys took defensive line is the secondary. Rhodes is outstanding. I think I think Wayne's is better than we give him credit for. Sandejo can hit. He scares me, but Harrison Smith is unbelievably good. So I'm going to say the secondary is the group I trust the most, and the group I trust the least. Things have gone really well, and this this scares me from a Viking standpoint for the offensive line. Things have gone really, really well. And when we lose track of Riley Reef, oh man, Riley Reef was a great signing. He hasn't been beat all year. And then what happens? He gets beat in a big game or something. Stuzy. 98 championship game. So I'm going to say uh, the group that scares me is the offensive line. Uh, Hope I'm that's wrong. fair. That's fair. Happy birthday yesterday to Bo Jackson. He turned 55 years old. Easily the most dominant player of Tecmo Super Bowl. He was, yeah. He was incredible. Those commercials they brought back a couple of years ago, too, where he's he's in the, was it a Kia? I think it was, yeah. yeah. With Boz, right? With the yeah, him and the yeah. Boz. Yeah, those, those, are, those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw there was a clip on one of the blogs this morning of some guy who ran a play with Bo Jackson literally from the beginning of the quarter to the end of the quarter. It just was ran one, around, yeah. Yes, just ran around the entire and then scored a touchdown on the end. It was fantastic. God, I love Tecmo Super Bowl. So that brings us to the question, boys. Either real life or video games, I don't care. Tell me about the most dominant athlete you can remember seeing and being in awe of. Wow, so video video games in play, huh? Yes, video Jeez. games in play because Bo Jackson was absolutely it. You know what? The, fir- mm. the first guy that, that came to mind in real life was mid-'90s Shaq. When you NBA jams. get out of the way and— He's on fire. Yeah. But I mean, like he he in real life ripped down backboards. Oh, yeah. and they had to they had to reinforce NBA hoops because Shaquille O'Neal would shatter the glass and have to you have to stop the game for an hour. Yeah. So I just that's the first name that came to my head was mid nineties, late nineties Shaquille O'Neal back up the truck for forty points every single night. Never have to shoot beyond three feet from the basket. That's I've got one. one for you, Mikey. You do, Earl Campbell. Oh, Earl Campbell, Houston Oilers. Ooh. 1978 Monday Night Football. If you haven't gone back, YouTube it. In the Astrodome, Earl Campbell ran over and destroyed human beings. Could I make a case that he wasn't even the most dominant running back of his era, if he Walter was, Payton is considered? He wasn't. But if you if you go back and watch him, he destroyed people in, he in his domination yeah, of human beings. He was incredible. Walter was Payton incredible. was superior. Oh, yeah. Earl Campbell started to break down quick. But that strength he was and... Like that. Oh yeah, He's and that series too. or that couple of years there, he was, he was unbelievable. Amazing. The the yellow rose of Texas. That's right, man. I tell you, he was a he was a dominant player. Bo Jackson was a was a trumped up version of him. Yes, you know that big and fast thing at the same time. Earl can't walk now. It's real sad. Yeah, he can't. Not uh, surprising, but sad. Raymond Berry, great receiver. Yep, was my head coach with the Patriots. We had to play the Raiders. Bo had come back from baseball to play his half year with the Raiders. And he said, you know what, with this guy, you can't use the same angle. 
if you think you're going to catch him. Because you're going to have to pick a different angle down the field if you're going to run him down and catch him. And he said, by, by the way, if you do pick the right angle and you get out there, he could run over you. Yeah. <laughs> he, could, he could run over you, so you're, you might want to take him low. Uh, he was the best, by the way, the best college football player ever. Um, I would say, though, for dominance, absolute dominance, and the way he was doing it, uh, Mike Tyson. I just I can't remember anyone yeah. being feared so much in the in, in the boxing ring. Yeah, brief period. Tyson. There was just a, but an was, amazing right. onslaught, and he was young. He was so young, and he was just killing these older boxers, and they were good, pretty good, pretty good fighters still. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had some good people he was lined up against. Destroyed Spinks, right? Michael Spinks, didn't absolutely. I'm not so sure he didn't get a piece him. of Leon and Larry Holmes and everybody. He got everybody. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, but before the you know before he. The invincibility shield yeah. was stripped away. Yeah. And, uh, and then Holyfield had his number two. Yeah. But then Tyson had his had Holyfield's ear, so they kind of balanced <laughs> so that out. Makes it, that would make a difference. Yeah. You know, if you're going to lose a fight, he's going to take part of your body with him. So That's true. what's going to happen. Yeah. So true. Uh, superstar Mike Morris hanging out, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. Get the name right, and then if you're lucky, it'll appear. On 1500 ESPN. Offensively, they're very explosive. Uh, got great receivers. Runners, offensive line plays well. Obviously, Julio Jones is a is a tough matchup, and uh, and then defensively, a very solid tenth in the league defense. Uh, good defensive line, corners are good. Got a really good safety. Um, linebackers are fast, so it'll be a good test for us this week. Mackie and Judd hanging out with the superstar Mike Morris. We're just talking uh, in that last segment, dominant athletes. We were just spending the the segment or off the air doing it too. Jack Tatum, I. The guy I brought up to you was, and this kind of parallels your career, because he was drafted in the late 1980s, uh, Chuck Cecil, that's safety for the Packers. He was really mean from uh, University of Arizona. Yeah. He used to lift weights with us uh, in Arizona. When we moved out there, I ran into a bunch of those guys all the time at the same gyms. He just lift around town somewhere, and Cecil would always be there. And Randall McDaniel was there. And Sean Patterson, who played for the Packers, defensive lineman, we'd all have bre- breakfast together. Randall and I, I guess two with with two Packers. But Randall played with Sean Sean Patterson at Arizona State. Okay, I hated Cecil even at the breakfast table. <laughs> Couldn't stand him. What was he just uh, cocky or what was he? He was. He was. He played the game really hard, and he would come in and just challenge Randall McDaniel on, on a safety blitz. Mm-hmm. And McDaniel would just pick him up and put him on his back and just, <laughs> then just keep thumping him on the ground. He'd try and get up and he, let, he wouldn't let him up. What's the worst hit you, you ever saw during your playing career? The worst hit? Yeah, like the most brutal hit you ever saw during your career. God, I've seen some some really bad ones. Really bad ones. Ones that cause injury are, are terrible. When, mm-hmm. when, when, when you see a guy just sweep a guy's legs out and right. the knee, both knees go or... As far as taking a, a really, really bad hit, I, I mean, it would have to have been like, geez, there was a, ga- a game against the Dallas Cowboys back in the 80s, and uh, I want to say it was Bill Bates. Oh, yeah. Bill he hit uh, J.T. Smith of, of the St. Louis Cardinals that I played for, and I mean, you just can't hit anyone any harder than that. You can't hit anyone that hard. I, there's no way you could hit anyone more flush than he did, and legally, right? 
under the chin with his helmet, and you could use your helmet then. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy's legs come out from under him Ugh. so fast. I mean, he the back of his neck hit the ground first. That it was, was ter- it was terrible. I mean, that is the one. I mean, I think obviously you're trying to protect players' livelihoods now. You and, can't do and, that anymore. But there was a huge part of the game. One of my favorite VHS videos as a kid was NFL's Greatest Hits, and it yeah. was an hour of just guys getting decapitated. Oh. And there was for guys so for guys like Jack Tatum and Chuck Cecil and even John Lynch in the nineties, early two thousands. Unbelievable. There was always that fear factor as a receiver or a tight end or or anyone or a quarterback. You were going to get decapitated if you and that fear doesn't really exist as much anymore. Not as much. It's a big, big, big mistake if you do. Uh, James Harrison is still pretty good at that stuff from time to time. He's he's brutal when he when he used to be able to do that and do it legally, he was one of the worst too. You could go. You could name a slew of players that just have timing, just when, perfect timing. When like safeties, Jack Lambert, and when safeties could do it, it, it was absolutely the worst. It, I thought unbelievable. when they can build up ahead of steam, yes. the receiver just can't do anything about it. Yes. You got to go up, and you have to hope you can catch the ball, and you know you're going to get hit. Dude, I'm I'm on a YouTube uh, run right now. They have all these Chuck Cecil decleating players highlights. Yeah, so there's one. D- remember that Dave Meggett, that running back yeah, for the Giants? Yes, little guy. There's another one here. They're playing the Bears, and some poor Bears running back takes a handoff. And and runs out to the right side, and it's like Chuck Cecil started his full steam ahead yep. at, the, at the other goal line, and yes. it was like a locomotive coming out of the right side of your screen, and then yes. he just started. His celebration was just to convulse. Yeah, he's a psycho. I think he'd knock himself silly too. Uh-huh. I mean, he really Cecil was that 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 tough too. I mean, he really was. Ronnie Lott. You can keep going. The list is long of those kinds of players, but back then it was just. A license to yeah. headhunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, Vikings Vent Line Thanks, is uh, back at full strength. Falcons, Vikings, as soon as that's over, tune into 1500 ESPN. It wasn't that high, was it? It was pretty high? It was pretty high, dude. Oh, it was pretty high, dude. Oh, yeah. well.